the Met Gala was yesterday and the celebrities came out with all the looks. I'm going to break down some of my favorite looks. You know, it was just a show-stopping event or, you know, the fashion. So the theme of the fashion was honoring Carl, the late Carl Lagerfeld. Let's get into this. Let's talk about these looks. Rihanna killed it. Um, she had mentioned that it took, it took hours, I think 30 hours, she said, just to do each of the, um, the flowers on her outfit. I love this egg look. I love the train. You know, Rihanna is a showstopper. She really just comes out, um, she comes out and she stops the show. So here we have the beautiful, um, the beautiful flowers. I love, um, the way that, you know, she's pregnant and this perfectly hides her pregnancy. Um, we know that Rihanna rocks her pregnancy as part of her fashion aesthetic, but I think this is a very interesting way that they showcased her, you know, hiding her pregnancy. Cause it was different. The thing about the Mecca is you come, you come correct. You come differently. Um, so here she's hiding her pregnancy, um, but still looks really regal, really egg elegant, um, with this egg look. And I love obviously the train Rihanna's a showstopper, you know, she killed it. Um, definitely one of my favorite looks as far as ASAP Rocky, I think he's a great accessory with her. I think, you know, their coupling is very great for fashion. You know, he has a, a long history in the fashion industry, um, and you know, his look is also quite unique in itself. You know, he's giving us this Karl Lagerfeld aesthetic, but he has that sort of Scottish skirt um, and he's wearing jeans. Let me see if I can get a full of him. I don't have a full of him, but he's actually wearing jeans underneath that. So that's almost like a modern, um, it's like a, it's like a, a, a historic meets modern look when you think about Karl Lagerfeld and I watched an interview that on Anna Winter did on um she did on CBS morning and she talked about how Carl was like a historian or he was really knowledgeable about history but but use that as a tool to like sort of understand the, the or very modern as well use it as a tool to be modern and understand the future and I think that actually is represented in what ASAP Rocky is wearing um very you know traditional you know, top. And then at the bottom, even, even the, the Scottish thing that he has going on, very traditional. Um, but then at the bottom, he's wearing jeans, which is interesting. So Rihanna, ASAP Rocky, they killed it. Love the, these aesthetics, you know, over here. So now we move on to Diddy, Sean Diddy Combs, <laughs> showstopper. If you guys watched my live last night, I broke down some of my thoughts on Diddy. I mean, to me with Diddy, what I love about his aesthetic is and let me focus on diddy here what's going on there we go what i love about diddy's aesthetic is it's giving henry the eighth it's giving um not even henry the eighth i'll say it's more of a french aesthetic a, a a medieval french aesthetic um but it's also modern uh so let me break that down for you a little bit if we can Okay, so we look at this, right? So we see the French aesthetic with the coat, very big, very bold. Um, but then the jacket that he's wearing underneath, that to me is very modern. So it's almost like this sort of like biker jacket, um, 
or just like this cool James Dean sort of aesthetic, you know, with the jacket, uh, juxtaposed against this um, historic or medieval, you know, uh, big coat. Then we have his belt, which looks like a silk cloth, which gives the, you know, a very pirate's aesthetic as well. So that's also giving maybe 1800s <laughs> colonial era pirate. Um, and then the all black look with the sunglasses that also gets, modernizes it. And one thing I've noticed about the men in at the Met Gala this year is a lot of them were focused on feminizing their look. There's a lot of fluidity or gender fluidity, fluidity on the red carpet. Um, during this um met gala and one thing i love about diddy is unlike the other men who were pushing to be more feminine diddy actually stayed true to his masculinity he was still able to tap into some of those uh historic almost feminine leaning aesthetics but he made it masculine and to me that's part of the magic of what he's wearing and that's you know so whoever styled him they know what they were doing. They really know what they were doing. He really did impress here at the Met Gala. So, of course, we're going to talk a little bit of gossip. You know, Diddy shows up with Young Miami, but apparently they broke up. She says she's single, but they go together. So I'm going to play a really funny clip um, with them. Uh, um, Yaya interviews them. Um, where is this? Yaya interviews them at the red carpet. Really, really funny clip. Um... I have I have the million dollar question right now. You ready for it? The million dollar question is so do y'all officially go together real bad? <laughs> I, I'm asking. I want to know. She going to answer that. <laughs> she got you, you not answering that. No, no, I'm asking of course. It's I'm official saying. real bad. It's, it's I don't know what you asking. <laughs> we definitely go together real bad. Oh, well, well, then yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Then that's what it she's, is. She's my date for the night. She's single. Oh, it's a date night. 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 Date night just as a fellow designer, and, and, and he was so he was so creative, and he had so much attention to detail. Yeah, you get some of that. You want some baby girl? No, no, his, atten his, his attention to detail and his attention to beauty. Yeah, It's just hot. We go together. Look at this, y'all. This is what I'm, this is what All right, whatever. So, oh, what can I say? Sean John cape. Nah, this oh, cape okay. is crazy. Like, the detail on this cape is crazy. Whoa. Shout out to June Ambrose. Wow. You know the nice. first Sean John collection, so it's a little hot. So I'd rather you ask Carisha some questions so I could go get my cape fixed and I could get all this sweat off of me because I'm hot. I love you so. so yeah, so again with him, you know, I love this jacket. Um, the, the jewelry, it's really part of the accessory. The flowers, I guess, you know, Karl Lagerfeld is big with the flowers. Um, great, you know, reimagining of what Karl is. I think when it comes to Karl, um, it, it's a lot of white and black, but more so white so it's interesting to me how he chose the all black look that gave it this masculine aesthetic um and then with carisha if i just go and show her with carisha her look is interesting because it's giving 1920 so i don't think she's 
really capturing that Karl Lagerfeld look because it's giving 1920s performer, you know, if you ask me. And what's interesting about her look is that there's this, um, it's, it, she's wearing a lot of clothes, yet she's not wearing any clothes at all. So let me just show you, you know, you know, she has her whole booty out. <laughs> she, you know, she's wearing this draped look. She has this big fluffy, um, you know, thing around her face. What, what I don't know, fluffiness around her and then even at her bottom. So she's wearing a lot of clothes, but yet she's still very revealing. So that's the interesting contrast in her outfit. Um, very interesting um, choice of clothing. And, you know, obviously they wanted to make headlines coming together you know, we go together, but I'm single. And she's been saying that she's single and she ain't got no man, but they go together and they're best friends. So <laughs> whatever the case is, it's obviously part of the, you know, thing that they were going with, you know, they are, they're going to, they're going to get people talking about them no matter what. Next is Dolja Cat. Now, I made a whole video. I, I did a live and I covered Dolja Cat, but let me recap some of the things that I had said um, my analysis on Doja Cat with her, you know, her aesthetic, what I love about Doja Cat, and I said this before, is that she's not afraid to break boundaries and be different. And the thing about fashion is that everything has been done before. So she's, um, venturing in the realm of what hasn't been done before. And to me, I know that Karl Lagerfeld, you know, claims that, you know, fashion is not art. Um, he's a dressmaker. He doesn't really believe that. But I think the world does accept fashion as a form of art. And so between the, you know, the fact that she's, this is costume design right here. This is as like she's in, um, it's like, you know, she's in a film. She's she's literally taking what you would, the aesthetic of a film set or a play and she's bringing that onto the red carpet and she's bringing that into fashion. And one thing about Dodge Cat that really stands out in a very different way from Lady Gaga and other people that have sort of reinvented themselves with these show-stopping looks is her characterization. Um, I'm gonna play a clip of an interview and you know with, with Doja Cat. And one thing about her is that she did not break character throughout this whole event. Um, well, I guess I wasn't at the event, but she didn't break character. That was the theme that she was going with, you know, that was the theme she was going with and she, she did her best not to break character. So let me play this clip really quickly. Okay. So tell me all about this. Wow. I mean, who, wait, so who made it? Wow. Wow. Okay, so something a little different. So, <laughs> what was your inspiration for tonight? Be honest with me and go into detail. Wow. 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 So, what are you excited to see in there today? Wow. Is it your first mat? Wow. I'll see you in there. I love that she did the kiss uh, at the end to just kind of, uh, you know, say that I'm not being disrespectful. This is part of the art. This is part of my personality. My persona is part of the, the, the piece, the outfit. She's really moving in the realm of performance art, um, which is, 
yeah, which is open in the fashion world, definitely open now. So the thing about Doja Cat that really is intriguing to me is how, unlike other pop stars, she is not afraid. She is not afraid to break um, beauty norms. It's very difficult for you to imagine somebody as beautiful as her, that is also a pop star, that is also phenomenal, not use her sexuality or not only use her sexuality as a tool for attention as uh, or as part of her brand yet she's still sought after she's still seen sexually that is a real talent um and you know i I definitely commend her team for being able to do this so you have songs that are literally about i need to get dolja cat i need to get dolja cat chris rock in his comedy show talks about how now he's trying to date dolja cat so she's the new beyonce she's the new rihanna she's the new person that keeps getting mentioned in every song um and we know that she's very beautiful we know that she's very sexy but She's going to come to a red carpet or she's going to come to a fashion event either dressed as a trans man um, or dressed all in crystals. You know, she's going to stop the show and she's going to reinvent herself and she's not afraid to showcase what is not conventionally seen as beautiful, yet she's still sought after. So I think Dodger Cat did it with this um, in terms of the creativity of her outfits. Um yeah, love every bit of this. You know, the dress itself, it, it, the dress itself is okay. I love the train. I love the fluffiness at the bottom. I, I love the finishing. But when it comes down to her as a performance artist um, and, and merging that in the fashion world and still managing to get our attention, I thought that was interesting. I would have liked to see her uh, put the crystal display on for this Met Gala. I wish she saved that specifically for this Met Gala. Um, but I imagine it would have been it would have been very difficult for her to attend the Met Gala with that. You know, fashion shows are, are quick. They're like 15 minutes. She can get all the attention. Attention, sit for 15 minutes and go but the logistics of the crystals the red crystals at the Met Gala all night it's gonna be quite you know I can see why she didn't do that for that but I think that would have been the, this would have been the show to go all out and do that because you know it's giving Rihanna you know in the egg dress from I can't remember what year that was you know, you know, back in the day, and still till this day, people wait for Rihanna to attend the Met Gala. They want to wait and see Rihanna. And I, I predict in the next, you know, three years, it's going to be Dodger Cat. We're going to be waiting to see, maybe even a couple years, we're going to be waiting to see what Dodger Cat wears at the Met Gala because in the fashion world, she's really grabbing our attention. Next up, Lil Nas X. <laughs> Lil Nas X. <laughs> You know, what I love about Lil Nas X is that he's really a game changer and he's really put the gay community on a map in a fabulous way. Um, I did mention Georgia Crack Crystals. Um, I definitely think he was probably inspired by her when in this. And maybe it's a good thing that she didn't wear the crystal outfit because... Um, if he had worn this, they would be competing against each other. But, Or maybe he was inspired by her. But what I will say is this is, you know, dress up... Um, um, performance art 
has always been a part of the gay community, the LGBTQIA plus community, the trans community, the drag community, but it's never been pushed in the forefront in mainstream media, um, especially in um, mu music in the way Lil Nas X is doing it. And, and I love how he sort of opened the floodgates for the gay community. Um, even now we see um, Sam Smith now even stepping into that aesthetic as well, or that performance-ness um as well. So love Lil Nas X's outfit. Let me go through, or lack thereof. <laughs> um, yes, you can see to him, this is all a performance. We know him to be, you know, come in costume. And I, and, I, and it's an interesting thing of the day, just like Dodger Cat. It's all about the costume these days. Um, and Risqué, he's not afraid to show his body. His whole ass is out. He's wearing a thong. <laughs> he's not afraid and he's obviously not afraid to be over sexualized uh, I talk I have a video about the over sexualization of black femininity he's not afraid to do any of those things and you know he's really he's really an interesting piece to the puzzle he's an interesting person to watch um and you're I think between him and Dodger Cat those are the two people in the fashion realm that we're going to be looking out and waiting to see what they're going to wear uh to these uh shows if people aren't already doing that you know, great performance. I, there's one other thing I was going to say about him. It's I've lost my train of thought, but I will come back to it if I do remember. Um, Janelle Monet. Now, I absolutely love and adore uh, her outfit here. I absolutely adore it. I want to show you guys a clip, you know, that kind of just showcases everything about this outfit that is just uh, magical. But she killed it, absolutely. Here we go. So we watch her on the red carpet. Look at that. I'm going to turn off the music. So the thing about her is... Um, <sighs> It's almost like, it, it, oh no, this is an ad. Okay. In the same vein as uh, Young Miami, she's wearing a whole lot of stuff, but she's not wearing anything at all. I love the pop art-esque aesthetic that comes with it. I think that is also reminis reminiscence of Karl Lagerfeld. I love the performance of it. I love how she's using it as a, pr uh, as a prop for her performance arts. Um... And I love how it's 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 really reinventing fashion. I don't want to get to Kim Kardashian yet, uh, but it's really about her reinventing fashion. Really, just her body is great. She's showcasing her whole body in lace form. Um, I th I think this is fantastic. You know, I I, I love the coat over this um, inv uh, invisible veil. I, I, it's a fantastic look. I think she killed it. Um, Janelle Nonet, I feel like a lot of people sleep on her. But she's been in the industry for, uh, I want to say like 13 plus years. She's she's one of those like unsung heroes, but keeps showing up and keeps getting invited to these events. And she's killing it with the movies that she's in right now. I think that a lot more attention is going to her as is deserved. Um, so definitely very impressed with what, Janelle Monet is doing. All right. Of course, we have to talk about the Kardashians. Now, let me play this. Continue to play it so we can see. 
the Kardashians. So the thing about the Kardashians to me is I can almost see their lights almost dimming and fading. Oh, what just happened there? I almost see their light dimming and fading. It's almost as though, um, because before it used to be, what are the Kardashians going to wear to the Met Gala? But I don't see a lot of talk about that anymore. You know, there's so much attention on, first of all, there's so many celebrities these days, but there's so much attention on what everyone else is wearing that I don't really see that. I actually think all of them actually killed it. I, in my live, as I saw Kylie for the first time, I was like, well, what's going on there? But now that I look at this dress full blown, let me go back to Kylie. Um, when I look at this dress full blown, I love, 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 um, you know, the sleeve, <laughs> the, the red, the poppiness of the red. And if I show you a clip of Kylie, how she's used it as a coat, this is going to be in a moment. See that? How she's used it as a coat over her clothes. And I love that, that, uh, blue that just pops out it's a very great i think it's a great aesthetic it's not on theme i don't think or maybe because carl lagerfeld he designed for many different designers i think he was a creative director for a bunch of different designers so maybe perhaps it does it is reminiscent to one of his collections you know he had a long career so who knows but when i see this i don't think carl lagerfeld but i do think fashion and i do think fantastic um and I love, it's almost like she's wearing a two-in-one, like she's wearing this beautiful dress, but it also has a double uh, purpose also as a coat. So that's fantastic. Then we have to show some of the hidden moments that, you know, the red carpet, she's here trying to, you know, put some pizza in her mouth. Obviously, I think this is obviously a PR stunt to get our attention going. And then is, is the person behind her wearing her, <laughs> that's so funny. I think he's wearing her outfit. <laughs> Hilarious. So that's Kylie. That's Kylie. Um, where am I? Let's go back to the other Kardashians. Kylie looking absolutely stunning. So, so I really love Kendall. I love the style of it. I love the cut sleeves. I love the train that is coming out of her freaking sleeves it's like she's just completely reimagined the train and while she's still she's bearing a lot but she's wearing a lot of clothes at the same time it's so like i love this contrast that we're seeing repeated on the red carpet first of all i love um the crystals you know the sequin um this whole look on its own it's its own look and the beautiful uh the way that the sequin sculpts her body it almost looks like a mannequin um, then the hair, the makeup, absolutely fantastic. Let me go back to Kylie, or sorry, Kendall. There we go. All right, so Kendall there has a beautiful train there that we see. Um... <laughs> has her legs are out everything is just so well put together with her let me see if i can get another candle before i talk about kim there we go look at that it's you know i love everything about this one thing i will say is that i understand the need to have high boots with the shoes 
I did not like the buttons on the shoes. Uh, personally, I wish you did without it, but I understand why, because it adds more information, visual information that is a contrast to the all black, um, that suits the sort of, you know, cream, cream on black look. Definitely, definitely great. Love the swimsuit appeal, but she still managed to have the contrast of having a full-blown train coming out of her sleeves, almost like a superhero. She killed it. I think Kendall is definitely knows what she's doing. She's showing that she's not only a fashion model, but she's a leader in the game. You know, she outfashioned both Kim and Kylie. You know, she's showing that she really knows what she's doing. Look at that. All right, so of course we have to talk about Kim, Miss Kim K. I mean, Kim killed it too. Um, you know, I think there's been, it's so interesting because this time, it's almost like they didn't let Kim stop uh, steal the show this time. Last time she did with the Marilyn Monroe dress, people have been saying that Kim Kardashian no longer has Kanye West um, to style her. So what is she going to do? What's she going to be able to do? And look, you can always pay for a um, a stylist to come and you know some of the best stylists in the fashion industry to come and help you put some clothes together. And that's exactly what Kim did. Um, I love this look. It is very um, classic. It is very. It does stand out. Uh, it's, it's a stunning look for sure, but is it the best look of the night? No, absolutely. Is it a showstopper? No. Is it innovative in a way that you look and say, oh, what's Kim wearing? No. But is it a great look? Is it a beautiful aesthetic? Does it perfectly match and suit Kim Kardashian's body, aesthetic, and everything, her brand? Absolutely. So I think that definitely with, with them together... And there was all this talk about them not attending the they, they were not invited to the Met Gala. There was all this talk. But I think I love that, you know, this time they said, look, we're only going to get the main three that are relevant to the fashion world. Now, um, we're only going to let Kim in because how can you have the Met Gala? You don't invite Kim anymore. She's at this point. She's put herself as a staple in the fashion industry. Same as um, um, Kylie. Kylie's young and hot. She's trending. Um, so of course I think, and then obviously Kendall has to come cause she's a fashion, she's actually in the fashion industry. So I, it's, it, you know, it, it, it's a great look. It's a great look. It's a great look. All right. Now let's look at everybody else. I think I'm just going to stay in the corner here. So you like, yeah. So let's look at everybody else. Is this everybody else? No wonder I was so confused. All right, Jay Leto. <laughs> Jay Leto <laughs> stopped the show with this one. Um, I think he played Karl Lagerfeld in the movie. I don't know if that movie's out yet. Um, I don't know. I don't know I, if anybody knows anything about Karl Lagerfeld and, and cats. Let me know because Dolja Cat's, you know, dressed as a cat. Dolja Cat, cat. But Jay Leto is also dressed as this big cat. So is it something to do with Carl? Was he obsessed with cats? What is the uh, relation with him and cats? Did he use cats as his inspiration for his fashion? I don't know why. But cats seem to be a theme here. Um, I like how Jay Leto, <laughs> not only is he getting our attention in this way, but we also see how he's perfectly wearing two separate outfits. You know, he's showcasing... Let me go back to Jay Leto. 
he's showcasing i can't find the outfit of him but he has beautiful makeup again there's a lot of the feminization of men and gender fluidity in the fashion industry and it's almost like there's a switching of roles with men are being more feminine women are being more masculine it's showcasing in sort of this gender fluidity that we're promoting in in culture and that's one thing that makes these moments different from future times people say fashion is the same fashion never changes but in reality when we look at this Fashion is different now. It's now more acceptable for men to dress more feminine, for men to have a full face of makeup. And these are straight masculine men are being pushed out in the media. So 20 years ago, 10 years ago, even five years ago, this was, this was different. This stood out. But I wonder how this translates into the real world. I wonder what this will mean if it's going to inspire the future generations of kids to dress more feminine. And what is actually interesting to me is that what we consider to be masculine about a hundred or so years ago, it was not necessarily masculine men dressed in what is traditionally seen as feminine today. So I like how they are breaking, um, they're not confining fashion or what is expected of men and women in fashion to sexuality or to gender. And that's an interesting uh, thing that's happening or non-binary thing that's happening in the fashion industry. I don't know if I use the term right in, in that case. Um, so Jay Leto, of course, again, another person that's in, in this sort of performance art uh, type of situation. Who else is there? Okay, Austin. So Alton Mason. Alton Mason, I got it. I, I know him actually. <laughs> Alton Mason. I love this aesthetic. It goes back to what I was talking about, the feminization of men. Um, I, I love the veil. I love the train. It's, it's giving the bride theme. Karl Lagerfeld had a big uh, positioning against that. And it's so interesting to me because they have really politicized this event in a way that I'm not sure that Karl Lagerfeld even aligned with. So I'm going to play this clip of Anna Wintour at... Um, CBS Morning, and let's see what she has, uh, what, what they have to say about this. Critics have said we should not be celebrating someone who made fat phobic, racist, sexist comments throughout his career. Well, obviously, Carl was a complicated man, and I think Andrew's decision really to focus on the work and not, it's not a biography, it's, there are documentaries and books that cover all sides of Carl's life. We're really focusing on his work. When you hear some of the things he said, at one point he talked about Adele's weight, He's, he said no one wants to see a curvy woman. He said the, uh, of the Me Too movement, I'm fed up with it in 2018. When you hear comments like that, and there was a long list of them. What do you all think? How do you reconcile that with what like, we're going to Carl see? Carl was provocative and he was uh, full of paradoxes. And I think sometimes he would say things, uh, Gail, to shock and not necessarily things that he believed in. And obviously there are things that he has said that uh, Andrew and I do not agree with. Mm -hmm. But I think when we go back and we look at the work that he has created over so many years, I, I think that deserves celebration. It deserves acknowledgement. I think it will be... I don't like the way that she avoided and deflected that conversation, because <laughs> that's a real thing. Um, she didn't really give the right answer. But I do think that I personally separate the art from the artist. Um, I separate the art from the artist. But the question is, do we, um, do we specifically elevate certain people? 
And for me, with Karl Lagerfeld, it's different from, say, of Chris Brown, who has actually sort of done bad things to people, or, you know, you can list all the other people that have been, you know, in domestic violence cases or who are actually, you know, perpetuating a certain thing. Uh, with Carl, these are comments. Yes, comments are influential, and you do galvanize these hate groups around fat phobia, around um, misogynist, misogyny around, you know, ignoring, um, abuse against women. These are real issues. Um, but at the same time, we have to understand that we cannot, I don't think it's, it's right necessarily to blame the people as opposed to the system, because we are all a product of our environment. And this is something really that's for my other channel, but I talk about how, Certain things were acceptable a hundred years ago that are just not acceptable now. And for us to villainize everybody that lived in that system, I don't think that really does justice to, you know, awareness around history. Um, this idea of that we should silence people. So Karl Lagerfeld, he clearly uh, rose in a different time. Um, he clearly came from a different time and that was the tune of the era. That was a tune where you shut women up. You don't allow fat people on the red carpet. You <laughs> white supremacy, all of those things. That's the era that he's born into. Now, did he create those systems? No. Um, a lot of times people are ignorant even to the systems. They don't know why they think what they do because they're easily brainwashed and they're consumed. And that is what people in the future are going to look at our generation and say these ignorant idiots look at them doing this and that they're so ignorant so at the end of the day i think it does a disservice in this context specifically to shame him or not shame him but to completely dismiss his work and his art because of he was a product of his environment and the last example i'll give you in you know two three hundred years ago slavery was completely acceptable are we going to demonize all the people that existed in that time for their racist white supremacist ideology because of a system that they didn't even create, but they consumed and they didn't even have the option or the tools to consume information or to learn information, to teach them otherwise, to see the truth. You know, there was no mass social media. There was no access to even books. These things were all curated by the white supremacist institution. Um, so, I just think that we are in a time where we have more access to information and I think that we should give them empathy for their ignorance because a lot of times it was not necessarily their fault that they were ignorant. You could say books, books were available, even books back then, you know, you couldn't even be an an author of a book. Who's going to publish you? Who's going to fund the publishing of that book? You know, so that's a, that's a, a difficult conversation, but I think Who's going to fund? So back then, like even to get funding to, to publish your book, because that costs money, the paying for the print pet press, somebody has to read the book and approve it. So people that were speaking the truth that we know now and the access to information that we have now because of we're in the information era, because of platforms like TikTok, like Google, like YouTube, they didn't have that then. And they were a product of their environment, which was based on the conditioning of the control of the media establishment. Um, and that happened way up until way, way, way up until the 21st century. In fact, even, even in the 21st century until social media. So around maybe only about 10 years, we're only 10 years into the, um, into a, an era where media is not controlled. We're only 10 years in. 
Uh, so we have to just understand that people were ignorant then and that should not you know deter us away from their art because if it really comes down to it then you'd have to dismiss all art right so i don't think anna winter answered that question right um i don't think she has the information to she's deflecting but i don't think she knows better right she doesn't you know hey anna hit me up i'll i'll help you answer that question next time so so let's go on let's go on Alton, yes, absolutely adore this aesthetic. Jessica Chastain, if you guys watched my coverage yesterday, oh, she's such a babe. <laughs> like, I just love it. I love what she wore at the Oscars. I love what she's wearing now. She has this very youthful aesthetic. I love the hair. I love the makeup. You know, the makeup look makes her on the red carpet look so much younger. Um, I think because this is a close-up, you can see, you know, she looks her age, but... You know the way it looked on the red carpet it just looks so beautiful i love the blonde hair which is so different from her for her but it's so complimentary and looks so great great in contrast with the black dress everything about that the train you know the fluffiness i think those are flowers on there but she's still wearing lace it, 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 she just killed it to me one of my top looks for sure absolutely killed it <sighs> Gigi hadid she she really really showed out she really really showed up and showed out at the met gala Gigi hadid killed it um to me i just love everything about this i love the jewelry the jewelry is very Karl lagerfeld i love the lace i know he has this very bridal aesthetic and i love that they're using these bridal laces a lot of people but they're using it and they're making it black which is in in contrast um with that absolutely love what she's done with it over there next up burner boy i love that afrobeats is in the house i love the fact that afrobeats has arrived not only one is one artist is there but two i do wonder why there are only two afrobeats artists that were invited especially when david o and Wizkid have both released albums this year and i do understand that thames and burner boy are more uh are more mainstream us um but i do wonder if this is that system that they used to do with black americans whereby you can only have we can only have two of you you know how with beyonce and and rihanna how we only had two um r&b singers <laughs> from about 2005 until 2015 we only had two of them i wonder if that's what they're proliferating right now with afrobeats oh we can only have two of you in these prestigious or one or two of you in these prestigious events um i wonder if that is that's just what I'm, I'm i'm curious to know but in terms of his look his aesthetic i love again i love that he's not afraid to dress in a more feminine aesthetic i think he's wearing burberry um i do like that they use the same material for stormzy uh stormzy and um what's his name skepta and burner boy I love the flow and the feminine, you know, the femininity of this dress, but he's still, you know, owning his masculinity. I love the, the train. Um, I think that they're with Carla with this event, they're really reinventing what we expect from the train. We saw Kendall Jenner with the slits and the train coming out of her arms with him. It's this scarf or it's, it's, it's a belt that he's using as a train. Um, still, 
leaning into his masculinity but feminizing it in a way but we're not here questioning his sexuality they're really uh, breaking the barriers of gender and sexuality in these looks um this is obviously a very straight man but still dressed in this feminine way and I, I would love to see men wear this you know up and down i love the lace that he's wearing the material i love the bow everything about it is great Bad Bunny, another one you see with him, a train. They're reinventing the train with this. Um, I know Karl Lagerfeld was big on the um, bridal theme, and but they're incorporating this bridal theme with men and women. Uh, so he has his bridal train, very feminine uh, flowers. Same, you know, Rihanna had the similar aesthetic, but with his just as Burna Boy, it's still masculine because. His train is, is his scarf. It's not even <laughs> really reinventing the train. His train is his scarf. It's all made out of flowers. So we're not even, who would expect a scarf that is made out of flowers? Who would expect a train that is made, is a scarf? And then of course he has this white suit that's very plain and very, you know, but, but it's, I love about, what I love about it is the contracts and texture. What I love about it is that it stands out. The, the art sorry the, the the he's wearing something so traditional but at the same time so revolutionary so different because he's reinventing the train and he by the texture of the train and he's reinventing it um by making it a scarf so though that's this is exceptional he's definitely one of my favorites thames you know so for me i would say out of all the looks i've seen i wasn't very impressed with thames um she did she did sort of um stay true to this nigerian aesthetic I, this is a very nigerian the head thing and i love that she, like i said in, in my in my live i love how she sort of has said look um i'm i like big hair it, it's the african thing we wear big hair the gele you know we tie on our heads but this time i'm going to be respectful to whoever's sitting behind me and you're going to be able to see <laughs> so it's almost like a commentary a social commentary of of sorts and 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 I love how this speaks to the fact that outfits tell a message and Thames is saying that she's learned from her mistake and she's doing things differently this time. I do think that as much as there's a Nigerian aesthetic to this, it's still a Nigerian aesthetic that almost replicates a European look. So this is, um, I believe 19, I want to say 1950s. It's definitely an American, you know, uh, look, a performance look, a performer's look, um, it doesn't do it for me to be honest i don't think she's done if she's done anything different anything that stands out um it's a very cliche to me i don't know i don't love it i do love what i will say is that i love the gloves similar to kendall jenner who had that sort of v slit with her train sleeves she has this v slit in the opposite direction for her gloves that does add an interesting dynamic to it there we go and then we see her train it's an interesting aesthetic for sure naomi of course naomi campbell killed it um i talked about the pink i love the baby pink that she has on there um where are we, where are we? i was talking about what happened yeah, so Naomi, love the baby pink that she has on there. Love, love, love. I'm just going through this because it's like making me lose a lot of this stuff. Where are we? 
There we go. I love that baby pink that she has going on there. I love the statuesque aesthetic that she has. Um, I love the silver, you know, backdrop. So it's giving a very Greek, ancient Greek look with Naomi. But at the same time, she's modernized it with the silver. Her makeup looks phenomenal. She looks phenomenal. Um, she's really killing it. Um, Naomi's an icon always. Look at that. Very sculpturesque, very um, iconic, you know. Tiana Taylor. Tiana Taylor is one of my favorite looks, if not my favorite look. I talked about this in my video, uh, uh, in my live stream. What I love about this, and I've seen this in a few other uh, 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 dresses or outfits, I love the masculinity at the top, but the, at the bottom, she's being feminine. Um, she's showcasing, Tiana Taylor has an incredible body. She's known for her body, so she's giving us a little glimpse into her body. But still, but has this very, you know, very, very uh, straight to the point masculine aesthetic at the top, very Karl Lagerfeld. At the bottom, though, she's giving us femininity. She has a train. And then when it comes to her makeup, her makeup is very Michael Jackson. Um, her makeup, very Michael Jackson, very great, strong features. She really does stand out. This whole look, this aesthetic really stands out. I thought there was a really funny moment that she had on the red carpet, which I'm going to play. I'm going to play very quickly. She brought Chick-fil-A. <laughs> she brought Chick-fil-A to the red carpet. Imagine that. Tiana Taylor is embarrassing me. She brought Chick-fil-A to the Met Gala. I want her away from me. Harlem. I think that's Usher. That <laughs> I don't know who, who posted that, actually. But that's hilarious that she brought Chick-fil-A. So all these like little moments at the Met Gala, which was interesting. Apparently there was a roach. <laughs> Somebody. And, and I love this. I love these little social media moments that shows the... Because like, you know, these events, is they're just so glamorous and so, you know, iconic. But these are... It brings the humanity into this. It brings the reality into this. There are cockroaches that were invited to the Met Gala cockroaches were invited to the Met Gala too so if a cockroach can go maybe you can go too one day um, that cockroach is like no I am coming I am coming in you're not gonna stop me from entering this Met Gala today so that's absolutely hilarious loved 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 that let me see who else um killed it at the red carpet Tiana Taylor of course back to more Tiana Taylor um Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Lala, love this look. I talked about it earlier. Absolutely loved, loved her look. Um, so I talked about him too on my channel. Uh, Brian Trey Henry, uh, Paperboy. Again, with him, he's giving he's very similar to Diddy, but he's really owning that 1500s medieval era look aesthetic. Um, and I love how he's masculine, but still a little bit, um, feminine at the same time. Unfortunately, this is not, I don't, this is all the, I don't have the full picture, uh, but I did talk about it on my live. So definitely go check that out on my live where I broke down, you know, his aesthetic, but absolutely adore it. I love that he's, I think he's wearing a little bit of makeup there. Uh, I think he's wearing a little bit of makeup there. Uh, love the jewelries, uh, love the jewelry, um, love everything about this the finishing the the how big you know it is he, it's, it's giving me the Tudor era so there's you know Diddy was more of a French medieval era with um Brian 
Is that his name? Sorry. Paperboy. Yeah. Brian, he's giving a British um, Tudor era. So I, I, I love how they reimagined it for the modern era. And it speaks to what Anna Winter said about Karl Lagerfeld, that he was a historian. He was very adept with history, but he also brought history into the modern era and was a futurist. And so I can really see that in this aesthetic. So it's giving, you know, um, 1500s Tudor, 1600s, you know, medieval England, but at the same time, it's modern, it's fresh, and it's still masculine at the same time, which I love that. I love it, absolutely. Same there, same here with them. I would say it's more, um, well, at least um, with Dwayne Wade, he is more 19th century. So still tapping into the, into, into, you know, history, or well, I'll say not even 19th, sorry, 10th century, sorry, 18th century, more of like a colonizer, maybe a conquistador or conquistador, or maybe even just an American colonizer aesthetic, uh, a knight. Uh, love, love this aesthetic, all black too. I love how they're all making it, they're firming themselves, even though like there's this sort of fluidity with gender fluidity that's going on on the red carpet. These black men who are not as accepting, but clearly he's very accepting of the LGBT community, but, but the black community in general, not as accepting of the LGBT community. So these guys, as much as they have still tapped into a little essence of femininity, what we consider feminine today, but what was masculine in the past, they're bringing that into the modern era and they're saying, look, we're going to make it all black to maintain the masculinity of it. And it's absolutely beautiful. What I love about Gabriel Union's outfit is the red, the popping of the red. Um, she's doing her own thing entirely. They do complement each other, but she's, I don't even see her tapping into a prehistoric era. I, I see her and it's funny. The irony is that their outfits are so similar, but she's tapping into the modern era to me. It's, it's more, it's a lot closer to Blade, but she's doing something completely different. And I love the red, the popping of the red. Just an incredible aesthetic. I think that's everybody. That's everybody. Those are my thoughts on the Met Gala looks. What do you guys think? Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? Let me know. Leave a comment down below. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, all of the above. You're watching Brand Video Pro, and I'm your host, Ken Mo. Let me know your thoughts on the Met Gala looks. What were your favorites? What was your least favorite? And make sure you like, follow, subscribe, and I'll see you next time. Ken and Mo, signing out. Peace.